0: I guess you could say that this the album that set this whole shit off but in reality the first shots that were actually fired towards the Ops happened on the Imperial album with Caps but on this record I made it official let me set the stage as I mentioned in the interview with Richard Cabral from the Mayans I had recorded in Guadalajara I did two songs one being mad at the world. The other one, let's just say it was too gangster for radio. That's why I never put it out. Then I come down to Baja, and I drop a verse from my boy Vito's that belong to a group called Tijuastilo, and they were on a label called Border Brothers. So, that shit pumped me up. I wanted to do something on my own. So, you know, I started going through the yellow pages and looking for recording studios. This is way back. There was no fucking Google, none of that shit. So I started looking through the yellow pages and you know, I'll call a number, it'll go straight to the box. Like nobody was picking up. And the last number I called, ProVision Studios out of Playas de Tijuana. And I, you know, I called and me contestó un vato. And right away, I noticed que, que tenía acento de, de alguien de Sudamerica, you know? So I ask him, hey, where are you? And he's told me, soy chileno. So basically, I go down this checklist, you know. I ask him, didn't Pro Tools? Yeah. You know, you got some cool mics? Yeah. Can I come down and see the place? And they're like, yeah. So, you know, I hit like a few days later. I think that was on the weekend. So a few days later, I pull up over there and they show me the whole facility. So it's, it's dope. It's like a little compound. Basically, there's a house where the family that owns the studio lives, and then um, as you walk past the house, it's the studio. So they have, like, on the first floor, they had like, a a pre-production studio, Pro Tools setup that was dope. And then you go upstairs, and they have, like, the high definition with the multi-track board setup going on up there. You know, the vocal room was treated. It was dope. There's a lot of pictures on the internet from this place You know Like I, I just Matter of fact I just put one up Where I'm, I'm With my where my daughter Kay In my arms That's the room Where you would do your vocals at So I could tell That they had this trust for me You know They were like Kind of looking at me like Like what's up with this dude Parece malandro You know They didn't know If I was there to, I was just like You know Casing the joint So I could come back And straight You know Clean them out They didn't know You know So they were kind of like you know, real protective over the the mics when we're in that mic room checking out the mics. Yes, there. So that's it, next next thing was to book some studio time to start recording. This album was declaring war on high power, you know? And um, right away I got to work. I um, basically, I went in on them dudes. First song on the album was called Bitch-Ass Rappers. It don't get more disrespectful and straight up than that. And then um I had a song on there called How Many Did I Smoke? And I remember my homeboy, um, my homeboy Chico, he did some dialogue for it. His hey, up. I even had a song on there with Street Platoon called City Heat. I had a song on there, I'm gonna write till the wheels fall off. That that song was actually produced by Tony A. Trip out on this shit. Um I remember I get a CD with beats, right? For some reason, there was two, two twenty eight beats on there. And like I've mentioned before, like I didn't have that fucking luxury of be like, no to this beat, yeah to that beat, or whatever, you know? So I rapped on like 95% of the beats that was on that CD. Of course, you know, I put a guitar player on there. I, you know, I, I try to like, because it was just a two track, you know what I'm saying? It was just, um, you know, I didn't have the fucking stands or none of that shit. I just, it was just like that. Probably a rough, fucked up mix, so I did the best with well, what I had, you know. And then, man, I had fucking classics like fucking Dark Corner. There was, uh, This Is What It's Like. And then I had another fucking classic on there called, um, Look into the Eyes of a Killer. I'm like a heroin injection, fucking stupid, crazy beat. While the enemy sleeps with Mad Dog from the 805, from Ventura. Uh, The Getaway, that had Night Out on it, from San Diego. I had a song on there called We Like the Yakuza. I got Verses That Kill. Had a song on there called Art of War with Spanky Local, and Snipes, when they had that label on 310 West. And it's crazy, cause I didn't know that, you know, there was a little situation right there. Me, I just, you know, I was in my own lane, you know, so I didn't really, like, get involved. I had my own shit to worry about Plus I was hundreds of miles away. miles away Then I had a song on there called Do You Know Who We Are And this was an Ernie G beat And let me tell you a little bit about this song when I, when I wrote this song I wrote Do You Know Who We Are And I wrote The Devil's Inside Both are Ernie G beats You know, they're like, let's just say they're fucking they blood brother beats, you know And then I had Revenge of Cold so like I said before, this album was declaring war on high power, you know? And honestly, I didn't even know how many people were on the roster or how many rappers. I just, I mean, you know you know how this hip-hop shit is and and, and it's, it's a lot of egos and competition and I'm the best and, and shit like that, you know? You know, it's just kind of stuff like when you're young. But now, of course, it's totally different, you know? We've Going past that And at the same time Like I think this shit like It gave a fucking Adrenaline shot To the game Because It made people Choose sides Some homies Was gonna ride with them And some homies Was gonna ride with me And you know Like the this, It started going Back and forth Back and forth And To me it was like pop versus the whole Fucking east coast You know That's the way I see it and it was dope for the game you know I I think like you had to get creative you had to um you had to show your skills you know And, and we both had like different sounds they had their own sound and I had my own sound so I think that that you know in a sense it was a blessing to the game you know it showed like diversity it showed um you know that motherfuckers was with it and you know it was what it was this episode was brought to you by Bonnaroo.org Make sure you check out our newly designed store and merchandise The Devil's Playground That was my next album From Revenge of Cold Into The Devil's Playground You could tell that the music process Had begun and got much more deeper Prime it the cover It's crazy Cause I've been working with Prime, Prime that long, and I never met him up until 2018 when I came home. And um, and I remember um If you if you look at the cover, there's like a Grim Reaper sort of figure on there, man. and 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 it's crazy because in those days I was someone had like gifted me Una Santa Muerte, a little baby statue. So I was just like, man, it's a fucking sign. And just like Revenge of Cold. Devil's Playground was full of fucking classics. When I mean classics, I don't mean fucking crossover sensation songs that everybody, every fucking race was bumping because I know that they weren't, you know? In the streets, these motherfuckers resonated. These are, you know, songs that motherfuckers were like tattooing on themselves and shit like that, you know? Like the song titles, Mark of the Beast. See, and, and, and me, I've always like... Experimenting with that With those rock vibes You know So on um, like Like Mark of the Beast Which is a song that I That I um Performed at my last show At the Nightmare Before Christmas too, At the Regent I opened up my show With this song Mark of the Beast Um Bust My steel. Bust My steel is kinda special Because it had my homeboy Looney on there Rest in peace Doing some dialogue Doing a little monologue On there you know I took a hostage with um Bugsy and Venom Get You Killed, Boy You know what? That one one got my boy Looney on there too Um, Quick on the Trigger I remember um, He was right there when I wrote it And he was just like feeding me shit Like, look, say this, say that You know, and um, Real OG Put the weed up I remember I got that beat from 310 West I think the homie that used to do the beats Was um, Seth from the West Put the weed up and um Looney was on that on that one right there too. He he did the whole outro um dialogue. I had black magic, I'm a dead man walking. So you wanna bag that shit on um, feature 310 West. Doorway to hell. Um West Side Harpy, which was like a remake of an old song that I had back in the day in my demo in my demo days called The Vibe. Um It All Comes Back Part 2. I say that it's part two because the original one was um, was a demo, and let me tell you about that song. Okay, it all comes back. Everybody knows real fucking story. Some shit that had happened in my hood and and how we reacted to it and and how it you know it, it changed it changed a lot of things for for us and for a lot of people. You know, on our side and the other side. Yes, And I remember after I had the Revenge of Cold. I called, I called the engineer up one day, El Chileno. And then I, you know, The Revenge of Colt, I came with those beats. On this album, I, I knew that he could, they were playing guitars over there, they were keyboard players, all that shit. Y me acuerdo que le pregunto, hey, ¿tú, tú sabes hacer un beat de hip hop? And that fool was like, yeah, sure. And then I was like, well, I want to remake this one. I sent him the demo copy. But I want you to remake it, you know Brand new sounds, clear synthesizers, everything So, you know, I mean, he tells me um, That his boss was going to Spain To, to mix an album So that he was going to have the the studio I think it was a Friday night Yeah, it was like a Friday night That if I wanted to come over And I remember we worked on that beat for like Four or five hours It was me and my homie And g Loons. And and then you know I dropped the vocals and you know whatever whatever I was supposed to do I did that yes there and that was the first song from the Devil's Playground that that was produced. We even shot a video to "It All Comes Back." You know we used the green screen like half where I was at, the other half was in the hood, and it's 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 crazy it's crazy to um like to watch that video of like all the people that are in it you know a lot of them I didn't didn't even know who they are they were all like new homies young homies and then a lot of you know a lot of them are dead now a lot of them are like they got stretched out a lot of them you know fell off like like things like that you know and then I had the song called the devil's playground which was another sort of remake from the shady album and then I had the, the song called First Class Ticket to Hell. This era, like, inspired a motherfucker to come up with, like, you gotta understand, I'm a fugitive. My world had came to an end, basically. But then, out of nowhere, you know, I, I find that I could record again. And I'm moving around, I'm, I'm feeling like, like, like I can't be touched, so you, you could hear it in the music, you know? It's obvious, motherfucker was adapting to his environment and and you know, I was gonna function accordingly. You know what I'm saying? This is attorney Nicholas Rosenberg. I'm a certified specialist in criminal law based in downtown Los Angeles. I specialize in strikes, firearm and gang allegations, sales related cases find out more and follow me at my Instagram at Attorney Rosenberg Attorney Rosenberg here punching so that leads us to to the next project which was the Antichrist mixtape see around this time rappers were were dropping mixtapes and and it was kind of like the the thing you know I, I forgot what was the fucking site That we would go online and and check out mixtapes and from whoever, you know, just any kind of fucking rapper. And then they had those DJs that would have all these rappers come and drop features and all that, you know. So I was like, man, you know what, I'm going to come with a mixtape. So the the album cover of the Antichrist mixtape, I remember when I took that picture. I took that picture at this apartment we had. We had this one apartment where, like, this is the thing, we would never take nobody to our house. So we had this one apartment that when people would come, come through, we'd go to that apartment and hang out at that apartment, you know, and it, it was hooked up and that shit had furniture, playstations, all that shit. Y so that, that picture was taken in that depa, it was right there in, in, the, in that same area in, in Agua Caliente. See, when I was younger, they, they had those, those, those rodeo mixtapes out there on the streets, and I remember they were like... Mix in like You know There was just like Oldies and shit like that In there you know So Like me I'm not gonna say I was a fucking Like a fucking groupie But 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 to have one of them Tapes on, In your possession Or access to one Was a gem You know It was like having A fucking gold bar yesterday. So I, I always Remember those You know like Cause I remember Being a kid And being like Hey I got one of those tapes And we'd hear them And They'd go from this to that to this to that, a little rap, shit like that, you know. So I always had that in mind. So I was like, man, I'm gonna do a mixtape. He said, Little woman that I'll earn. Me, and let and let um G-Man fuck with it. We took the rhodium Swap Meet mixtape concept and put the West Side in it. And this is like one of the first ones that I knocked out in one day. Where I went in there and I knocked out every single song in one day. And this one, um, I remember I recorded it in um, in Playas, but but not at Provision. I recorded it down the street. The homies from the Border Brothers um, record label, they had a they had a like a home studio in this house. They rented out, and um, I just went in and I just like knocked it out, knocked it out. And I already had all the little pieces, like the oldies you hear, like the Radical Blind and all that shit, and and you know. Back then, if if you knew about the Freemasons, the Illuminati, the secret societies, and all that, you you know you wouldn't know. You could you could have a a, a conspiracy theory conversation with with another individual that was on the same tip. So I was like, you know, this is me. It, it, it's not that. Look, it's not that that I'm saying like like yeah, my shit's always been on the dark side. There ain't no there ain't no denying that, but. Like, the Antichrist mixtape was a concept I was letting motherfuckers know that I was against the grain And, and you know And I wasn't giving a fuck And, and like, I, honestly I, I wasn't worried about any of these rappers Trying to, like, that they were gonna get me Do something to me Go to my hood and do something Hell no. Nah. I, I, I wasn't worried about that, you know I had bigger problems I had, I had to worry about, like other crews and squads fucking you know wiping out mine and and or or someone discovering what we were up to or whatever you know whatever it may be you know so and on top of that i was on my reading shit and i remember i had i had that book um frederick nietzsche the antichrist all of that all together was was the recipe for that mixtape you know what i'm saying on all these on all these three albums You know, you could tell I didn't give a fuck That I was having fun That I was going to play with it And I was going to, you know, me importaba And and I knew that that motherfuckers had my back So it wasn't I was just going to put out music Music for the streets And it was a way of me reaching out And and connecting with my people And when I say my people That's the fans, my neighborhood The streets, you know know, That's what hip-hop is at the end of the day Around this time is when In when um we kinda like um got introduced to uh Lulu from BYI, Omar Cruz and all that, you know? So I think you know what, they already had signed their deal. They already had signed their deal with um Interscope and And me, you know, shit. I was just like, Man, I can't I can't sign with nobody. You know, I'm I'm gonna sign myself, I got some money, I'll do my own shit. You know, and, and that's when I That's when I started getting that that independent record label like just mindset, you know? undergroundhiphopblog.com The highest ranked underground hip hop blog worldwide If you need promo or advertising, tap in Contact us on Instagram at UGHHblog Or email us at UGHHblog at gmail.com The next album that I came with was tattoo Wanna dead or alive? That was a collab album. That was, that was like a super group. That was me, Bugsy Two Guns, and my brother Venom. I think I mentioned this before that my boy Nikhil and his and his brother, which his name is Vikhil, and his other brother Attil, they they um they once um told us like um, you know what we were that group. You know, like me, it felt like I was like a polished sword. Bugsy was like a double-edged sword And And Venom was like a fucking barbaric sword Some like Viking shit You know what I'm saying? Este So I mean, it only made sense We always have been recording Me and Bugsy had Wishmaster We would all All of us, we would always be recording So, you know I I missed that So I wanted to do an album with them. And And if you could tell from the From the production of Of Devil's, Devil's Playground And and tattooing, you know that that costs money right there. That's not like just fucking rapping on a beat. Nah I had you know bass players, keyboard players, synth players, musicians come through and, and lace up all these tracks, you know, so you gotta understand like by now I'm on a fucking roll. You know, like the music's all in me. We was getting money out there. It was just, you know, Living Lawless and, and the music was like The soundtrack To, to what was going on and, and and I was reaching out Back to my neighborhood And through, through, through this music You know And reaching out To the world You know and, and I knew When I had great songs Again like Motherfucking haters Like fools that That You know They'll be quick to say Like Ah Them fools Never did this Never did that Like Like These other artists But That, that don't fucking matter you know, like I know that I made an impact, and and I produced some of the fucking most gangster material, and some of the most epic storytelling on wax. They don't gotta like my shit. No one do. You know? They don't have to. Ev- everybody got their own taste for music or or whatever it is. You know, but I know I took you into the darkest corridors of hip hop. It was real. You know? It was unique. It was creative, you know, I, I wasn't trying to fucking copy nobody's sound, I had my own sound, you know. And a lot of these motherfuckers that that, that, that run their mouth, like, even now, low-key, they always been C.O.N. fans. You know what I'm saying? I, I set the bar, I set the standard with the shit I was doing. Like, the first song of the album was called We The Baddest. Oh, the baddest. This was like Bandit production at its best. I had a song on there called Terrorism With me, Bugsy, and Sick Jackin Fucking um That song was It, it was crazy too that, It was produced by Crow of Street Platoon And I remember when I had met up I had met up with um Sick Jackin over there Like face to face I met him through the Border Brothers And we just kinda hung out that day And he just like He knew He knew some of the songs from my demo Like like the Glock Like back in the day shit See you gotta understand Que, que there's only one big street that divides West Adams and Pico Union Which is Washington Boulevard And the street that runs Union runs from Union Runs right into my neighborhood You know Up to like 2030 Union East End. So we're really like Neighbors, you know So they knew of us And we knew of them And um You know Sick Jackin was like You know I want I want my I want my boy Crow to produce the beat And I was like Cool I remember um, Crow was down there, and the homie from the Border Brothers took us to this vinyl shop they had, right, somewhere right there, casi por la zona norte de Tijuana, casi por el centro, and we went and got some vinyls, and um, then we went back, we went back to the studio where he started cooking up, I'm pretty sure he had his NPC with him, and then um, we did Sleeper Cell, and I was already, you know me, I always take parts from little movies and slide them in there. That that one was produced by my boy El Chileno, and then we had um Get the Coroner, which was all of us, you know, me, Bugsy, Venom, and we even um featured my, my boy Spider on there. And then um I had a song on there called I'm Drugged Up with Guzzo from San Diego. What was the other one? I had one under with um oh yeah Losing My Mind with fucking Omar Cruz. And this one he was already signed to Interscope. See, this is the thing that, that you guys don't know. The way the way it was, Conejo was gonna be BYI's next artist. You know, so when I asked for that feature, I already had the fucking streets unlocked. I already like the promotion that was behind my name was strictly organic. Couldn't buy this shit. You know, some madre, you gotta earn it. Ain't no fucking um record company could make that happen. You know, you talking about the streets. When I al to al, al, al Omar Cruz for this album, I knew that I had some pull, you know? And, you know, it, it, it's just dope, you know? Sick-ass beat. Y, y Grab Your Crucifix is another one. Cemetery Landscapers with me and Venom, another one. Man, this shit's like history in the making. You know, for the culture. Fool's gotta understand that these songs they they mean a lot to to certain people you know especially people that come from that era you know how you could check on on like who's the people that fuck with you the ages man i got all these young ass people that weren't even probably born or were barely born when i had this music out that are fans now you know and they're, they're just discovering the music and I'm not sure where this where this topic had came up about who were the artists and their albums that that really like captured that 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 moment in time and um like the the ones that came up was um you know Psycho Realm with their first album, Little Rob with the Natural High album, and my album Conejo the Shady album. You know, Psycho had to shit for the for the you know for the for the heads. Little Rob, he had the ladies, he had all that like that. You know, the oldies that hold low rider scene vibe. And me, I had that grimy gang bang shit.